little bit about ourselves and how we came to be. So, um, I'm Angela. Oh, I'm Lauren. I'm Nicole. So a few weeks ago, uh, Wine Spectator dropped their list of the top 100 wines of 2018. And as an avid Jezebel reader, I saw a link on either the Muse or maybe the Takeout. And it was all about how, surprisingly, John Bon Jovi had put out a wine. It was a rosé. And although he originally wanted to call it pink water, it was they ended up calling it, no, he wanted to call it pink juice, uh, but his son Gross. convinced him to call it Hampton <laughs> Waters. Anyway, Good it job, ended son. up being... Either way, they're still te- they're both terrible names. Uh, yeah. Well, but it ended up being number 84 on the list, and it was only one of two rosés on the list of the top 100 this year, and it was actually number one of the rosés. So... One of two, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. High competition. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean... Anyway, so yeah, we were like I aming at work about it. Yeah, just like skyping up a storm, like not doing work, just reading articles, setting our keyboards on fire, dreaming about wine. (laughs) So anyway, you know, we're always trying to come up with stupid ass theme parties or just you know fun stuff to do. So I I am Lauren and told her like, hey bitch, check this out. We should have a night where. We just like all bring celebrity wines and then we'll like either watch movies or like listen to their music or whatever. And we can like drink the wine and make fun of the celebrity. And she was like, why don't we broadcast this to the masses? Because they really need to hear this and our stupid riffs and opinions. Yeah. So. So they group messaged me because I don't work with them. Yeah. (laughs) And boom. That's how this came to be. Mm -hmm. Yep. CWC was born. Hey, <laughs> we're all avid wine drinkers. Um, we do occasionally go to wine tastings. I would say Nicole is probably the most mm, well spoken when it comes to speaking about wine. Um, yeah, I would is, say I'm the least well spoken. Yeah, I'm, I'm always just the middle, middleman, middle ground. Gail. I wouldn't say I'm basic, but we're all I basic, mean, I would, Angie. But. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, I I do have a pretty strong smell of or strong smell. Strong you sense do of have smell. A, I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> strong <laughs> sense of smell. Like, I don't know. Not like super taster or whatever, but I guess I can smell things or kind of like a bloodhound, but like a cute girl. <laughs> <laughs> but when her hair is in pigtails, like you can really see the bloodhound. And her, yeah, and I do. Sure. Have, I always, I do have bloodshot eyes when I drink wine, and they're very droopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she's also Nicole's also who brought us three together. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You knew her all, from all Did credit. you all know each other in high school or you were just from the Actually same no because Nicole went to high school towns. in Virginia. Oh, that's right. No, not high school, college. She was just a like child genius. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. And we didn't meet until like like right after graduation at a trashy lake party. Mm-hmm. I told this story earlier at work. Oh, there's nothing like a trashy Oklahoma lake party. And you honestly. Fall, and you fall. And not only that, but like 
Okay. I'll just go ahead and tell you. First of all, this is like a real sensitive subject for me because it's my only and probably will ever be my first, my only love at first sight story. So was like, Nicole? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Have you heard this story before? Uh, tell it. Tell it again. Okay. <laughs> Everyone needs to know. Play it again, Sam. So anyway, we met at a lake party in Eufaula. Trashy lake party, I should qualify. And I was I don't with, think there's any other kind in Oklahoma, honestly. I mean, Siobhan, the lady that I work with in HR, she is a like a lake person. Should you call your but HR she's like lady's a grand name lake person? Oh no, yeah, she's, I think that back grand lake is or, a little or even like Lake Tin Killer or whatever. See, like there's like there's Richie, there's like Ritzy Lake situations, and then there's like trashy lake situations. So Tin Killer, Ritzy. Grand Lake, ritzy. I think Texoma te- even. Texoma is like it's a half middle ground. And half, you know, we get like some famous people like, there. You, you know? like cross a buoy and then it kind of goes downhill. But like, yeah, yeah. you follow it. I will trash. say that one of the reasons we were down there in the first place was because Leonard Skinner and Cross Canadian Ragweed were playing a concert. Well, that sounds like concert. a good crowd watching experience oh, right yeah. there. It I'm was sad that I actually missed it because I showed up like I think the day after or something. I also missed it because I got a kidney infection from drinking too much and sleeping on the floor of a trailer and I had a fever and I had to go home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I had to go home early too. I can't remember <laughs> what the circumstances were as to why I missed this Leonard Skinner show. Anyway, so you fall a trashy at this lake party with this girl I was friends with for a long time. She ditched me for this guy so they could fuck on the docks. Like everyone saw it. <laughs> so I just like plopped my big ass down on like a picnic table, put my hair in a bandana and like started rolling joints in order to make friends. Cause that's like, weed's like an easy way to make some friends. Okay. Or at least get like a conversation going. Like I'm not a fucking hippie. I mean, kind of, but I'm not like I wouldn't it's use like that crystal for aesthetics, but not for Did I powers. It? I didn't mean it like in a derogatory way. I just mean like, you know, I'm not going to get dreadlocks anytime soon. And I'm definitely not going to charge your crystals. During and the next she wasn't moment. like part of the hippie crowd in high school. She was just like an uh, alt kid, an alt kid. Yeah. I think I've we're seen all kid. alt kids. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. For sure. We're drinking Dave Matthews band wine. So obviously. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, um, I was sitting at this table and that's actually when I met my, my good friends now was at that fucking picnic table, but I look over and there's like these steps that are going into this trailer house and there's like a porch light that's like illuminating everything. And Nicole's standing up there and she's talking to these two, like really fucking lame ass dudes. And she's talking about this book, which happened to be my favorite book at the time. And like, I like saw her up there. She's like talking about it and like doing a really good job explaining it. And I was like, hey, who's that girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my like, what was the book? It was Haunted by Chuck Polinick. Mm. It's like a, what do you call it? A, it's a, like a collab, not a collaboration. An an, well, it's an anthology. It's like a yeah, collection. It's an anthology of all of his short stories that he wrote for. Yeah, but then magazines. he also like wrote a frame story. Yeah, he wrote a frame story for all of these short stories to bring them together. Right. Were those guys super into it, or were they just like? I mean, they were just into the whole yeah, necessarily. Yeah, it wasn't like. Well, I mean, one of them was actually into the book. 
but he always thought I was like a fuck girl because I was like dicking his friend around all the time. And he just thought that I was I mean, like, I wasn't <clears throat> fucking dicking his friend around though. <clears throat> exactly. But then apparently he <laughs> went over to that guy after we had that conversation and was like, wow, Nicole's like actually really cool. Oh my God. Like she's so cool and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, uh, yeah, I know. Anyway, I have a similar story, but from my perspective, which was, so I, was friends with all of these girls. I'm still friends with most of them to this day, but I've always been like just a regular sized person with like an adult body, even as like a 12 year old. And all of my friends were these teeny tiny little hottie tanning bed abs, cheerleader girls with belly button rings and highlights. Like they were so small. I wear a size eight in shoes and I couldn't even share shoes with them. I always felt like a monster for reference. I am not even five foot seven. And I'd had these couple of days at the lake with all of them. It was just like a shit show of like drinking green apple vodka and smoking (laughs) swag blunts and like, as you do when you're 18. (laughs) Yeah. Like having a super great time, but I was also not feeling very body positive about myself. Like I never really was because they were all like five foot three. Well, from your perspective, you were a monster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what was my frame of reference? And so I show up to this party and none of my friends smoked pot. And I was with my shitty boyfriend at the time. And I was like swerving him to talk to these dudes. And one of them mentioned fight club, like the movie, none of the Chuck Palahniuk books. And so I just start like going off and riffing and going on a tear. As Nicole does. She likes to school people with yeah. her super intelligence. I guess I so. love it. So I was talking to them for a while and then I got tired of them. So I started walking over to the picnic table where some uh, of my girlfriends were done <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And so I walk up and I see this girl that I've never seen before. She has like black blunt bangs. They're tied up in a Rosie the Riveter style white bandana and she had rhinestones on it too it did have rhinestones (laughs) and she was wearing like a t-shirt just like cut down the middle and was just sitting there like laughing her ass off rolling these joints and I sit down next to her and she hands me this water bottle and goes hey do you want some of this vodka I accidentally left the lid off of it all night and it's carbonated now for some reason but it'll still get you drunk and (laughs) It was like truly a love at first sight moment. Like even with my fiance, I don't have that. Like she had big titties. She was my fucking size. She was like large, not even large. She was like a size 10. (laughs) Like large and in charge, like personality wise. Hey, like how old were you all? Like 18. Yeah. Yeah. 18. A size 10 is large then because that's what size I was then. Yeah. And I remember feeling like a giant because I went shopping with like my two friends in high school and they were like in the size zero section. I'm over there in size 10. Yeah. I couldn't like some of those girls that I was friends with were still wearing like size youth large and Sophie shorts. (laughs) Like that's how small they were. Some of them are still like that. I won't even wear Sophie shorts in public. (laughs) (laughs) Do enough for my FUPA. And at this point in my life, I would pay $25 thousand dollars to look like what I looked like when I was 18 no shit uh, no shit we were sharing after my mom's retirement party we were sharing like high school prom pictures and I pulled some up and I'm like oh, remember when I thought I was fat back then well yeah and I thought that I was like the fattest art of all time and really I was just like 
hella stacked. So yeah. really sad that I didn't grow up in the age of the thickness because if I would have grown up now, like if I was 17 now, I would be like, I could be like Instagram famous. You no, guys. totally. I would have, I would have my own makeup channel and I would be like sending nudes to everyone on like, what is it? Tinder? Twin? Tinder? No, you wouldn't. Twinder? You would be on Snapchat premium, bitch, selling those. Okay, oh, no. shit. You're Honest. right. I would be camgirling it up. What's the thing where you eat dinner with the weird dudes or you pretend to eat dinner on uh, like muk- a mukbang? Yeah, yeah. I would be doing that. Mm-hmm. I would be doing Wait, that. Wait, is that a thing? Can I make money doing that? Yeah, you can. I don't know. I'm kind of. <laughs> we'll revisit that offline, but. <laughs> no, let's revisit that now. I'm really glad that. Facebook and like the big social media thing blew up like after my college slash early 20 phases. Yeah. Like honestly, no. Well, I don't want all my mistakes plastered. I was smart enough to keep everything private. I never had like a Zanga or any of like the really, really early social media stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, MySpace? I had a Zanga and what's so fucking I don't even funny. know what Zanga is. You all are younger It was than like me, a, so. it was like ancient blog spot. It yeah. was just a blog uh, platform, okay. but everyone had but them. It was, it was our friend. So our friend, yeah. like she would do all this stuff, like sneaking boys into her house and like trying smearing off ices and like whatever. And like lying to her mom. And she could never figure out how her mom knew what she was doing. And she was like, I'm just a mom. Moms know when you're lying. But really it turned out that she was like updating her Zanga on their family computer. None of it was private. So her mom would just go to the search history and then go straight to her Zanga page and read all the stuff that she wrote. Like, OMG, my mom went to work and I snuck Eli back in and we like totally fooled around just above clothes though in my closet. (laughs) In your closet, your mom's not home. Yeah, but just in case, she could never figure out like how her mom always caught her and it was just because she was just checking their internet history because we were dumb (laughs) i did have a myspace though oh i did too it was really really bad like sparkly moving font (laughs) took you 30 minutes to load the page bad i just saw oh something on the interwebs that was like Remember when MySpace was popular and they made you rate all your top 10 friends? Like, oh, shit. Yeah, well, that was like a big, like, I think that was like a holdover from Friendster, though. It was. But I think that was like a like a big point of contingency because. Um, contention? Yes, contention. That was like a big point of contention because. Um, so my my eighth grade best friend at the time, I was like a junior in high school. And then this girl that I had just like recently sort of become friends with, I didn't have like a lot of like real life MySpace friends. It was all like random, like whore for whore. Like, yeah. Stuff. Friend train. <laughs> exactly. So like I had put like my eighth grade best friend in like one of the top 10 slots. And then I put that other girl like second or third or something. And she got fucking pissed because she shouldn't have been in there at all because we had just like recently met her and like all of this stuff. Like you don't even really know her. And turns out she was a fucking trash monster too, but still like, it wasn't like a general warning of like, Oh, you should watch out for this girl. She may not, she might be up to no good. It was just like, a, why would you put her next to me? That's really unfair. Oh my God. 
So, Lauren, do you have any Dave Matthews stories? Oh, my God. So, by the way, Dave Matthews is bringing all of this out with us, like bringing us all together and shit. Uh, yes. His wine. His wine is. Not well, him they're, personally. Their wine. I mean, he's supposed to not show the up band. later. Um, Surprise <laughs> guest spot. <laughs> Next week, we'll have Sean McKenzie. I actually... JK. <laughs> I actually don't have like a Dave Matthews story. Like I've never seen him live. I've heard him on the radio. He, um, I think I did get finger banged like an outro to one of his songs before on like a mixtape, but I'll never really know. You know what I mean? Like I have to go through the entire discography and then what if it's not there, then I'd be really disappointed. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Lauren. I'm Angela. I'm Nicole. Um, this is a really weird experience for me because I'm used to mostly drinking wine out of a bag and not a glass <laughs> bottle. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would say that wine has definitely brought us together as friends, um, but for sure. It's- and now coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> We're usually slapping the bag, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was raised on bag wine. <laughs> Mother's milk. (laughs) So stupid. Okay, so today we're going to be drinking Dreaming Tree. Is it by Dave Matthews? For Dave Matthews? Probably both. Okay. Vineyard from Dave Matthews. So, what? Where are your notes? I don't know. Wait, they fell. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like a crab just then. Okay. So, um, Dreaming Tree Wines is a Dave Matthews wine. He did a collaboration with... uh, Can you start over again? I'm sorry. I faked. (laughs) Well, we should say that we live in a state that just legalized... Wine at the grocery um, store. Wine at the grocery store. Yeah. So, we are very excited about that. We can get it at 7-Eleven. We can get cold wine at the store, which wasn't available either. Oh, before. cold champagne. No more pre-planning for no. champagne. No. Yeah. So we're classing it up a bit here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Okay. So Dreaming Tree Wines is a wine that Dave Matthews collaborated on with Sean McKenzie. And apparently it's named after the Dreaming Tree, which is a track from one of his albums uh, before these crowded streets. Which Sounds was- a little full of himself. Yeah, of course. So um, <laughs> it was first released in 2011 and um, it's available nationwide. So I am drinking the a Dreaming Tree Crush. It's the Red Blend from California. Circa 2016. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Got, a, got an H on it. That was not a good year. <laughs> no. Crush is a special blend hand-selected from our favorite varieties. This wine pulls you in with notes of smoky berry and a pop of raspberry jam. Around the dinner table or out on the patio, it's a wine you're, gonna, you're going to want to share with your favorite people. Sean McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I just want to say really quickly that I think your label on your bottle is better than this one. This one's kind of boring. Mine has gold. Uh, what do you call that? Like burping into the flare. Gold flakes or filigree. I think yours. Does yours have a punt at all? Yes. Does that one have a punt? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's got a punt. Mm-hmm. I guess we could describe the the label. 
It's pretty boring, to be honest. It's just brown with a tree on it. It says dreaming tree. And then it has song lyrics around the neck of the bottle. Yeah, what does it say? Stand by here. The old man said to... (laughs) (laughs) Like a fucking kindergartner. So it said to me, long before these... I'm not reading this. It really is lyrics from the Dreaming Tree song or something. Does yours have a little quote after the description? The smoking fish. We share many interests. No, that's not it. Dave and I are passionate about creating wines with soul. Too soul. bad your music didn't have any soul. Do they both have soul patches? Maybe that guy does. Based on this fish that's on the back of here, I would say yes. So mine says two hot dogs and a pickup. A hot day. <laughs> what? A hot. I can't read it even. Um, side note, I'm going to lose a lot of friends from like circa 2005 because um, I'm secretly not a Dave Matthews fan. Um, that is an Angie, by the way. Her name's Christina. <laughs> two hot dogs and a pickup. On a hot day, two dogs chase a stick thrown into a pond again and again. The older, slower dog never gets the stick and moans at the effort but always goes in. Maybe this time, Dave Matthews. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. (laughs) Yours is way, okay, your label is definitely way better because this one only just says, follow the journey at dreamingtreewines.com. All right, shall we pour? Okay, let me just just pop this bitch. (laughs) Okay, so apparently, Dreaming Tree Wines is in... Where are they from? Well, it's California, but they make a Chardonnay, a Cab Sav, and a Red Blend. And we just have the Cab Sav and the Red Blend today. Wow. That was an impressive pop. Just going to throw that on the floor. I think that's bigger than like the natural. That sounded like a Sandra Lee two shots of vodka pour. (laughs) (laughs) Glug, 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 glug. Do I sound like Sandra Lee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so stupid. Okay. Well, do you want to go first? I think we should cheers. Okay. A toast to this maybe tasty wine. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try some of Angie's blend. Fine. I'll just fly solo over here. Well, are you doing your three S's, Lauren? I told you I'm not a sommelier. I'm just drinking this shit. <laughs> Sight. Okay, it looks looks pretty whiny. There are some legs. Swirl. Can we like get the like she's got legs? <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to use them. The smell is not we did let it breathe a little bit, but it still yeah. is a little not earthy. Good. I would call it an earthy smell. It smells really like Shirazi to me. Mine? Are you doing like a puppy dog sniff? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. How many? How much percent alcohol are each of these? Like, what's the bang for the buck? Also, what was the price point on these? They were like what? They were 15? like seventeen dollars. Okay. Uh, mine was fifteen ninety nine plus. Oh, I think ours was that much too. Maybe. Well, you got yours at Trader Joe's. 
a Trader Joe's. Mine's uh, 13.5% by volume. That's the Cavs have. So same for the blend. Yeah, I was at Trader Joe's to pack, like, pack up? No. <laughs> Stock up on the two buck chuck, which is really $2.99 here, but. So it's the three buck chuck. Mm-hmm. Misleading. That's, I think that's been that way for a while, though. I don't know. I'm just very hashtag grateful, hashtag blessed to have grocery store wine. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. So you're going to so, continue with your. So, I mean, the actual vineyard where this is made is the Blenheim Vineyards. And there's a lot of history because apparently it's been around since uh, 1730 mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. Um, where was that located? Somewhere in California. So. That's what I remember. Let me see. I don't really understand because it says. Okay, so I I guess it's just California grapes, but it's actually made in Virginia. So the Blenheim Vineyards are in Virginia in Albemarle County, which is actually close to where I went to college. And it it was um, obtained, let's see, in 1730. And the secretary of the colony of Virginia and his eldest son, Robert King Carter, obtained a patent in 1730 for 9,350 acres northeast of present-day Carter's Bridge in what is now Albemarle County. Um, It was here that John Carter maintained Carter's Mill on the North Hardware River, and his son, Edward, built the first Blenheim house prior to 1799. And... This is where Thomas Jefferson and his bride were said to have rested and warmed themselves after their coach stalled nearby during a snowstorm. And later, Jefferson continued on to Monticello on horses. Um, what? Okay, this is... I mean, this vineyard's got, like, history, but... I guess. Am I missing a page? What the heck? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know. This well, is, okay, we had so, a little dog incident in yeah, here earlier, Leonard, so Leonard we got a little like stretching around. Okay, hold on. Maybe I should have read this a little bit better. Okay, so anyway, it it was this same property, and that's where the actual. Um, I'm just so confused about the like. Is it just a blend? What is happening? Oh, they. Hmm. All right, here's a description of the Cabernet Sauvignon, California 2015. An exciting collaboration between Dave Matthews and seasoned winemaker Sean McKenzie, Dreaming Tree captures the spirit of California's wine country. United by their shared passion to make quality wines accessible to everyone, the two friends set out on a journey to discover the unique characters and rich flavors that give the region its rich charm. And they both have quotes on the back of both bottles. So um, I believe for the crush, it was the two hot dogs <laughs> on a truck. God. And you did mention like the worst quote ever. <laughs> the smoking fish. This is the Dave Matthews quote. We share many common interests, wine and the drinking of it, food and friends and sitting down to share them. And we are both not fishermen. 
I can, I, I, I can mean, proudly say that yes. I'm not a fisherman either. I mean, that's like the most if basic. If I were, I'd be a fisherwoman. But I mean, that's like the most basic bitch statement, though. Like, it's okay. not really saying well, anything. Let me, saying let me read anything. Sean's quote. Okay, sorry. Dave and I are passionate about creating wines with soul. The rhythm of our California cab highlights classic aromas of blackberry, cherry, and bittersweet chocolate with hints of toasty oak. This wine is loaded with character and easy to drink. I would say this wine's easy for sure. Yeah. Like easy like me when I was 17. Well, I mean, I'm so <laughs> over fucking wine like, descriptions. Easy me circa 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so over wine descriptions like going on about like the mixed berries or the cherries or the whatever. Like it's made from berries. It's made from grapes. Like no shit. It tastes like fucking berries. Come on. Like, I always feel like they lie when they mention chocolate too, because I don't taste any fucking chocolate in this. No cocoa whatsoever. Oh my God. Remember that horrible wine we tried at that art gallery that was like that chocolate Merlot? Oh, it tasted like, like balloons. Windex. No, it tasted like balloons. <laughs> it tasted like balloons. Yeah. yeah. It was disgusting. Mm. And we had tried the rose, I'm pretty sure. And it tasted like gummy bears. And we we're like, oh yeah, this is really delicious. Blah, blah, blah. And then we get this other one and it tastes like fucking balloons. And Nicole like drinks it, immediately walks outside and spits it all up on the sidewalk. And it was like, like, <laughs> Like half an ounce. Like it wasn't even a shot of wine. Like I couldn't even swallow it. It tasted like milk chocolate balloons. It was gross. Yeah. You couldn't even swallow half an ounce. No. Mm-mm. And normally I can, I, I can, too. I mean, I can take one for the team most of the time, but this was not disgusting. this time. They obviously weren't true wine tasting because they would have a bucket for the spittle. I know. <laughs> well, to be fair, this was Art Walk and it was an Oklahoma winery. So yeah. I'm not going to like roast them in the comments or name names, but you know, we might roast them in the comments. It says it on the bottle. Okay. Well, I mean, they may have like a vineyard both in Virginia and in California. But why would you ship grapes to Virginia? Capsav, California 2015 is what it says on my bottle. So my bottle is the daddy. I want to say that whenever we went to buy this, I was like, really embarrassed oh yeah I was like really really embarrassed I was also super embarrassed to be I mean and that's my regular liquor store like I know I'm a reg there it's not my regular liquor store and I was still like hiding it under my arm and mm-hmm. like kind of like put a bunch of shit well yeah around we, we both bought the counter. way more stuff than we needed to just to hide it like we were buying like condoms and zucchini or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much Okay, so let me... Yeah, do your your first look. Judging by your face, it seems... Not great. I mean, honestly, it's really weird in a red that you can taste, like, the alcohol in it, but I can, like taste the alcohol in this okay so on a scale of i mean it's just like basic i mean it just tastes like an under 20 bottle 20 dollar bottle wait this is the blend yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's the crush that's the blend okay so let me sniff this 
it doesn't have like it's just a very earthy and by earthy I'm being generous. Yeah, I mean I would say more like ashtray than earth. <laughs> <laughs> so like on maybe scale, one out on the patio over winter time and yeah. it's like the first day of spring and or like when you leave a cup of wine in your car for four days and it starts to smell like vinegar. It's not that it's bad. It's not sour. No, it tastes like, I mean, it smells like cherries and cigarette ashes and. But what's what really great about the wine is their sustainability. So, you know, got to look past the taste for that. <laughs> Really trying to save the earth here. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try mine. Mine's the Cavs have, and after <laughs> your beautiful description, I don't know if I hopes. I mean, first of all, mine does not smell like cigarettes or ashtrays or earth at all. It kind of has like a. Like the like the Concord sparkling wine, like grape juice, like Welch's. Yes, like yes, so like the stuff that you would get on New Year's Eve when you were a kid because you couldn't have. Yeah, champagne. it kind of it kind of smells like that. Mm-hmm. So, pretty sure my parents let me have champagne on New Year's Eve, <laughs> <laughs> and you turned out great. Yeah, I mean, look at us now. I think the first time I got drunk was off stolen champagne from a wedding when i was like 12 or 13 wow this let me taste that crashed one. into my mouth <laughs> they really missed their chance calling this dreaming tree and not crush into well, me I'm, that's why i thought about the yeah i want to try the the blend the cigarette one okay. the ashtray one okay you have to hand it to me i'm helpless Angela. Mm, yeah I mean, it's honestly not that bad, but I'm not used to paying $15 for a bottle of wine. And I don't oh. think this tastes like even $15 wine. Wow. The cap sap is way better than this yes, fucking blend. It's very smooth. That is way better. Let yeah. me trade these. What's this one called again? Um, it's just called, I think it's just called Dreaming Tree. Well, no, it's called like North Coast. What? No, on here. on It Half says Sav. North Coast Cabernet Sauvignon. Well, it's just a North Coast. It's not like the so, name of it. It's just called Dreaming Tree. Is his vineyard separate from his <clears throat> excuse me, wine? Um, Maybe it's two separate entities. Oh, my God. This is like night and day. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like this stuff's like stripping the like skin on the inside of my <laughs> mouth like the, the blend is. And I normally like blends more than Cab Sav. No, yeah, the... Red blend is not even, I wouldn't even call it a table wine. Like that's being too generous. Yeah. Also, um, it's like a really bad box wine I got once when I was trying to be a little too cheap, even though box wine is being too cheap. That like Corbett Canyon or something? No, it was that Spanish dancer one. Oh, oh God. I remember yeah. that. And it didn't even come in plastic. It came in like foil. <laughs> like in a space <laughs> blanket with a nozzle. Oh my no, gosh. Uh. Well, you know anything with a dancer or anything Spanish I'm gonna get. So uh. lesson learned. It's still on the top of my fridge. God, I really want to like dump this other stuff out. I mean, I'm not gonna stop you. So okay, let's let's figure out a rating system for this particular for this crush. Okay, well let's talk about 
Dave Matthews works. So honestly, thinking about it though, it really does make sense that that vineyard would be where it is because Charlottesville is in Albemarle County and that's around where uh, Monticello is. And Dave Matthews is famously from Charlottesville. And he actually tries to do like outside of his music, which, you know, he's like the granddaddy of frat rock or whatever, (laughs) but he actually does try to do some great things around the community there. Although it kind of blows up in his face sometimes. Like he didn't do like that tree thing. No, he did this thing. It was like a yellow bike campaign. It was like city bikes before there were city bikes, but he didn't think to have any sort of rental system. He just thought it could be like a take a bike, leave a bike thing. And he could leave them around town. Which they do that in Dallas now. Yeah. Well, of course, all of them either got taken to be hung up on like some frat daddy's wall as like a status symbol of how much they loved the Davester, or they got like stolen by homeless people and, you know, hawked. Yeah. So it was a really good idea, but wasn't executed well. Kind of like this fucking red blend. Oh my God. <laughs> The ashtray wine. I'd like wine. to correct you in the Frat Daddy Rock. It's more like a Frat Daddy Jam band. Yeah. Yeah. Frat Daddy Jam. <laughs> for sure. Um, I have, I do confess, I have seen Dave Matthews live once in Dallas circa 2002, 2001, maybe. Early years of college for me. And my current boyfriend actually was most likely at the very same show, also his only Dave Matthews show. So I've never been to a Dave Matthews show. And the only stuff that I really know, like musically, um, is the stuff that he put out on the radio. And I'm proud to say that. You, didn't, you don't like it. You can't play Andy from the office. Like, oh, they play deep cuts. <laughs> I want to hear all about the, when you went to see Dave Matthews though. Who did yeah. you go with? What was the deal? What was the vibe? Is there any fun stories? Well, yeah. Were you into wine then? <laughs> I've always been into wine. <laughs> I don't think we drank too much. Um, it was in Dallas in that amphitheater kind of close to downtown. And I bought two tickets and uh, my original friend that I was supposed to go with couldn't go. And so I asked a friend from high school to go and she wanted to go with her best friend and take the tickets. And I was like, no, I need to go see Dave Matthews. It was like a status symbol at the time. Yes. <laughs> I remember. So at, in college, I worked at a summer camp um, over the summers as a counselor, which is actually how I first met Nicole. She was one of my campers at that summer camp. Yes. But I remember on one of the weekends, we were hanging around and playing um, a drinking game, not on campgrounds. And Scouts on there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were playing categories. Is that what it's called? Where you list things? Like King's Cup and then Categories is one of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think King's Cup is like an East Coast term for something. We call it Circle of Death. Circle of Death. Yeah. yeah. So it was something like that. And they did Categories and they just did like Dave Matthews songs. <clears throat> and I tapped out like immediately. And I was like, you all can keep going because I know. And they went on for about 
five minutes. I swear. I didn't even know there were that many songs. I will say at that very same summer camp is where I got introduced to a lot of the like alternative music, which then like led me down my musical path. Like there were a lot of good bands that I heard and there were like a lot of little teenage boys playing acoustic acoustic guitars because it was like dashboard confessional era and like they were really cute and had floppy hair. But even when they were playing covers of Dave Matthews back then, and I didn't know anything. I knew he sucked. That's <laughs> <laughs> like an 11 year old girl. Oh yeah. Like training bra, bandana on my head, had like four CDs. I knew he sucked. Yeah. My, my <laughs> older brother always introduced me to great music um, at a time when I was l- listening to top 40 in high school, but it finally sunk in and stuck. And I will say that he never played or gave me any Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess that means that, oh my God, I forgot your brother's name. Matt. Matt. Yeah. I guess that means he's pretty cool. One of my best friends, older brothers was very into Dave Matthews band. And, you know, even though I thought he was cool, I still didn't think Dave Matthews band was cool. It didn't even have the like older brother charm for me. Surprisingly. Mm. Um, all of my musical influence came mostly from my dad and he was not into Dave Matthews. He was more into Jerry Garcia, which is why I hate Jerry Garcia. It doesn't seem like he would be into Jerry Garcia. It's like not his vibe. I know it seems, he seems more like a ZZ top. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like Skinnerd, ZZ Top, only know. the like popular tracks by Zeppelin. He never like purchased an album. Mm-hmm. Um, Aria Speedwagon, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. He was like a huge Queen fan too, which again is not no what you would expect from a handlebar mustache walrus of a man. No, not at all. And I don't understand how he could be so into Jerry Garcia and do. The things that he did. And then also at the same time, be afraid of psychedelic drugs. He's an enigma. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) And he produced you. Yeah. And I'm pretty much the best thing that ever happened to that man. So here we go. All right. So I'm going to rate the cab sav as, um, as a satellite. (laughs) I think it's a satellite for sure. Well, now mid-level. Yeah. I mean, what are we considering the apex here? Oh, I don't know. What can be the apex of Dave Matthews band? I mean, we could rate them by band members like Boy Tinsley would be the worst. And I guess Dave Matthews would be the best. No, the drum player would be the best. Oh, you're right. I guess I guess drum players are called drummers. <laughs> wow. I want to grow up to be a drum player, mommy. Wow, 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 wow. I think that's what they call Breaking the girls news. that hang out at the live music venues. <laughs> drum players. Drum players. So now that I keep sipping on this blend, I mean, it tastes better, but I think it's just because it's like eaten away the lining of my mouth. Like. Yeah, I don't really taste anything anymore. 
honestly. Has there been a recall on this? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. I'll get my phone. I feel like we sound very critical of, of Dave Matthews' band, and I will say that on the grand scheme of things, it's not a terrible band. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a terrible wine either. Like, I know. Honestly, I don't think the band is really that bad. It's more the people that are fans that have just like ruined my life in different ways yeah. or just been, you know, really just annoying and like overbearing and just well I immediately imagine like the Greek system dudes that you see running around in Norman with their like little teeny tiny short shorts that are mm-hmm. like pastel colored and like talking really loudly with their like Ray-Ban sunglasses and their hair like well what's so funny too I think in maybe like six years Dave Matthews band will be popular again because it'll be like vintage to those little dudes and also think about the time so from the period of 2000 to 2010 the band sold more tickets and earned more money than any other act in North America. So that was my college years to early 20s. I know you all are a little bit younger than me, but um, just think about those times, too. Like, if you're talking about getting there, I was in college, so definitely had a lot of frat events and things with annoying people and mm-hmm toxic masculinity and such yeah yeah well we're just associating it probably well and so charlottesville virginia where he's from is i mean that's the home of uva but they have a huge live music scene there too they have some really cool venues they have some really cool areas like the downtown mall which isn't like a mall it's like a mall like how the DC mall is a mall meaning it's just like a big open area that's pedestrian only and there's like these brick paved areas I mean more recently it was the the scene of like the Charlottesville white nationalist rally and then that woman getting killed like it was like the protest that happened yeah yeah. so if you've seen that you can kind of see how it is whenever there's not like hate happening but he did a lot for that area too as far as like putting on live performances for free kind of like they how they have in Norman in the parks and like Jazz in June and like the summer concert series but it's bigger there like the it has a really cool outdoor amphitheater and it's like totally like bring a bottle of wine bring a blanket hang out but it's even bigger like national acts for free so that's pretty cool like I would say that's pretty cool. I mean, even if he's not my flavor and then this like gasoline wine isn't my flavor, (laughs) I will say that, you know, free live art, free live public art, music or otherwise is really cool. And free bikes was way ahead of the time for Mm -hmm. sure. And we can circle back around to the sustainability. Um, Their bottles are a quarter pound lighter than normal bottles and take a lot less fuel to get to your table. I light. Whenever I picked it up. Yeah. (laughs) So there's that. And to date, Dreaming Tree has donated over a million to environmental organizations such as the Wilderness Society and Living Lands and Waters. So it's good business. They're certified California Sustainable Wine Growing Winery. Hmm. So maybe this is a separate winery than the other winery. 
I don't, I feel confused. I'm so still. confused. I'm, there's I, nothing cleared up for me. Like, is it I Virginia? Like, is it California? The bottle so, says one thing. Oh, this I paper feel, says another. As a self-proclaimed researcher of the group, I feel like I probably should have done more. Well, but granted, I was at my other job looking at it maybe next time we just, like, number the pages? Yeah. <laughs> what? It really does not say on there. I think that maybe... I mean, maybe it's like a collaboration between white, like winery in Virginia and a separate winery in California. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we should look it up before we end this. And okay. That, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I Man, I, I really love this cab sab. And I'm going to say the thing that always annoyed me about Dave Matthews, man, this is another like critical thing. It's like, it's like the, the thing that he does when he sings. Like whenever I showed you guys that recording of Ryan making fun of him. Oh, that was, so like, that was pretty. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm not into it. And then there's like also other stuff. I'm just like really alternative. Okay. And I just feel like he's like so mainstream <laughs> and I just like cannot get into it. You know Once what I mean? Once you're like, like mainstream and like top charts, it's like if you're on top 40 radio, you're out. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, well, my, my eyeliner <laughs> says it all. So I think that like before he was co-opted into like frat jam or whatever, it's also kind of it's music. It's also not his fault. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not his no. fault, but I think before that, my experience, because I was too young to like really know about frat culture was more of like the like deep sad boy like it's like a version of the nice guy where it's like definitely the acoustic guitar guy definitely the guy who thinks he's deep and like very sensey like very sensitive and so I just really associate that type of music with like acoustic guitar boy um yeah I totally get that mm-hmm. like like the only thing that comes to mind is like crybaby bitch but I don't really like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a toned down crybaby bitch. Mm-hmm. I am trying the cabs have now. Granted, we do have to go back and finish the crush, but you know, here we go. We all I think to- it'll be much easier to finish the crush. Like, after we both like all three of us have killed these two bottles of cabs have well the cab is like a lot smoother mouthfeel too like really that other stuff like it felt like the skin was it felt like it was a chemical exfoliant on my mouth it felt kind of gritty though mm-hmm. right like yeah. it was it was that's kind of the experience that i had like the it i don't know how to i wish i had better words so i could well, describe but like it kind of felt like words a, i mean it, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It just kind of felt like a physical exfoliant. Like if you have like a fine, finely grit. Like, like an emery board in your mouth. <laughs> well, I was thinking of like a face wash, but yeah. Or maybe <laughs> yeah. like when we wake up tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. Feel. And our mouth is like super dry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is better. I will say that the cab is like a lot smoother, but it's not as full bodied as most cabs are. It's like thinner, almost like a Pinot or something. <laughs> Oh, the bean. I will say there we just have two bottles of the cab salve and one bottle of the red blend. And um in the future we'll probably try to get more different flavors. But honestly, we all prefer red wine over white. And so I think that's why we ended up this way. Well, and especially because the white is a Chardonnay, and I only like an oak chardonnays yeah i don't like the buttery ones i don't no. like the oaky ones the oaky ones are the me. fucking worst maybe whenever i'm like 54 and have like a lot of sun damage on my chest 
and like it's You're just like, like permanently living in Florida. I mean, yeah, it's like a real, real housewives vibe for me. No offense, Chardonnay fans, but not for me. Also, I think it's going to get to the point in the summertime when we're on the porch and we just, you know, can't drink red wine and we don't have any spritzers or anything. Well, I really like the the Pinot Grigio and the Sauvignon Blanc. Those are my mm-hmm. two my two white wine go tos. Um. So I told you all that my boyfriend and I had both been at the same, our only Dave Matthews show before we knew each other. Cause I think that was before I was 21, maybe, or maybe I just turned 21. Well, we met at a live music venue and he's a bartender and he is a very good storyteller. So he's, and I'm not even going to be telling a story about this, but it's really funny because he has satellite radio in his car. And Dave Matthews came on and I remember we were sitting there. We were probably on the way to a show or something. And I was like, I have a confession to make. He goes, what? And I was like, I really don't care for Dave Matthews. And he was like, oh, me neither. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I was worried. Um, But he said that he had this car for a while that um, the CD player was stuck in his car. And the only CD in there was Under the Table and Dreaming. So it was that or like Oklahoma City Radio circa 2000. And oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to listen to Under the Table and Dreaming for like over a year until the car got totaled. Oh, fuck. And he said he has a distaste for that album now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So one time me and my friends, we, we took a bunch of Adderall and we were going to Colorado, like Fort Collins, Colorado. It's like a 12 hour drive from here. And uh, we didn't bring any music. We just had what was in my car, which were two CDs, which was like Sublime, 40 Ounces to Freedom, and Kanye West's 808s and Heartbreaks for 12 fucking hours. And yeah. the rest of the time, because you're like driving through Kansas, it's just like flatlands and there's like that nothing before, out like, there. like Bluetooth and... Uh-huh. Yeah. Because this was in like 2000... It was like pre aux cord even. It was like 2007, My eight? car is pre It was like 2009, cord. probably. Oh, yeah, I guess it was probably 2009 because we were in college, but and it was like our first road trip together. And like, of course, we're like super fucking jittery because we like taken all this Adderall and stuff. <laughs> we're like, we're ready to go. And then hour 10, we're just like, fuck you. And then I went through a toll road going the wrong direction, like through a toll booth. Yikes. Yeah, where she had to pay on like the passenger side. <laughs> and we just like hopped it. So. Anyway, that's my We story. really never learn our lessons about taking Adderall and road tripping. We haven't really learned our lesson about taking Adderall and doing fucking anything. <laughs> I think this is a generational, I mean, you all aren't that much younger than me, but honestly, I guess I skipped that, that fad. Yeah. Well, it was like a big deal in college. Like everyone was doing it to like, like write papers or study and all this stuff like I did meth and I think meth is much nicer than Adderall (laughs) they say what do they say that there's something that's just as addictive as meth it's like a prescription medication oh yeah this booty Vivans (laughs) Ritalin 
Ritalin, that's it. They said well, Ritalin and meth have like the same effects on your brain and everything. Actually, Weird. they don't. It's Adderall and meth. That's closer. And I'm not trying to actually you, but I was reading about this today because I saw it on Reddit. But Adderall has a much closer um, like molecule structure and stuff to meth because um, of the way that it forces your brain to like release serotonin. And I guess that Ritalin doesn't do the same thing. And so even people who have ADHD, a lot of people prefer taking Ritalin over over Adderall because it makes you kind of dependent on it. Okay. This is like not even applicable to anything, (laughs) but it makes you more dependent on it, like physically and makes you depressed when you're not taking it. Because when you take it, it like forces your brain to like shit out serotonin basically. And so then when you're not taking it, your brain isn't pushing out any and you feel like shit. So I think that Vyvanse and Ritalin are Safer. Safer. Or at least nicer to your head. Mm-hmm. So you're not like, like, I don't know, being like forced orgasm style in your brain, like squirting serotonin <laughs> that you don't have to spare. <laughs> God. <laughs> we haven't done our taste notes for the Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. Here are my taste notes. Do you have mouth taste buds? Mouth taste buds? Yeah. I think I do. Yeah. As opposed to your foot taste buds or your hand I think I buds. equip equipped with them but no i i actually really like this one first of all the mouthfeel is pretty dry which i can appreciate and second of all it does have like a like a lot of berry stuff going on does that make sense yeah and third of all it's not the crush so <laughs> That's a leg up there. No, it definitely has a better nose than the crush. I would say it has better legs. A better too. nose. I feel like this is like you guys teaching me how to drink wine. It has better legs. It does have better mouthfeel. And it's tart without being like exfoliating. It's not like, yeah, it's not exfoliating well, your palate. It's not, it's not like super dry, but it is, it's semi It's drier, dry. but it's nice. Like, it's not like, you know, pucker, like you ate a warhead, but it's like, you know. When you say that, it sounds like a disgusting wine. <laughs> I would drink it. I drink it. I drink it. I would drink about it. anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dave Matthews, for bringing us all together today <laughs> to try your shitty fucking wine. To be hey. honest, the Cab Sab is not that great. It's environmentally friendly, so I'm I'm okay. With I this. will say that it definitely tastes like it costs fifteen dollars. I've had four. No, it was a ten dollar bottle of wine. It's called Steakhouse, and it's delicious. Here, here's the thing about a fifteen dollar bottle of wine. It's pretentious enough to be fifteen dollars, but it's not good enough to be like forty dollars. Yet, like, still trying to be better than the $5. You know what I'm saying? Like, a $15 bottle of wine is just like a, ah, here you go. Oh, Lauren, would you like a refill of one of the, yeah? I will say also that I had the pleasure and pain of working at like a liquor store, but it was more of like a wine and spirit shop on the rich side of town. And 
So they had very high-end wine and very high-end liquor. And really the only thing that distinguished like a $30 bottle of wine from a $300 bottle of wine was number one, like the branding. So people believing that something more expensive was better. Well, but isn't even, that what brands are all about? Well, of course, but Bronze. even the bronze, even the really, really good wine that I got to try it, the taste was exactly the same as like a 20 or $30 bottle of wine. It just had a better mouth. Feel. There should be like a blind taste test commercial for wine. Like there is for Pepsi. And Coke? Yeah. Something like that where it was like, or, or like they do with the stupid car commercials. It was like, oh, I thought it was like a super high-end car. Like, honestly, oh, God. I would say we It's we a Chevy. All, put your family in it. We're not above <laughs> buying boxed or canned wine at all. Ooh, and I would say wine. that talking about the Dreaming Tree, like, obviously, we don't like the Crush flavor. The uh-huh. Caps Hops Decent. Mm-hmm. But I would say I've had way better canned wine than the Crush. Yeah, for sure. And even box wine. I was going to say box and wine. The mm-hmm. Cavsab from like Boda is. No, Boda Box is its own glorious category. Okay, well, the Cavsab from Francia. One of the <laughs> only kidding. bottles that I will Ugh. consistently buy. Uh, well, there's like the Vino Verde mm-hmm. and then there's the 14 Hands Merlot and then there's some other like higher end, like 50 or $60 bottles that I'll buy. But that's the thing that's kind of sucks and makes wine so inaccessible is that like at least if you buy like a $50 bottle of bourbon, you can shoot it or you can mix it. Like if you buy a like hundred dollar bottle of wine and it doesn't taste good. Like you yeah, still you're have kind to of sip fucked. it. Yeah. You know, you can't cork it. And of course, like a lot of the times whenever you're buying a high end bottle like that, it's a gift. So like that just kind of sucks. Like I want to be able to taste it first. I will say we're a little I buy it as a gift. lucky here in Oklahoma because We really aren't pretentious about anything quite yet. I think you should speak for yourself. (laughs) I think you should speak for others because no, (laughs) I don't really want to talk about Oklahoma as a whole, but I will say the wine tastings that we go to at one of our local venues that has wine tasting. It's like, what is it? It's like $25, a person. You get to taste dope cheese plates, six wines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you get some like, like she said, dope cheese plates and two ounce pours. They are two. Then sometimes they're a little heavier. And if if you're very friendly, they do a little heavier. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder if blue will like, and it's on a Sunday afternoon. And I mean, they're legit like representatives of wine things. Don't think we're all podunk out here. So, um, yeah, I just I don't know what I was going, where I was going with that. Well, that we actually get like good wineries coming in and representing because That's they're, true. they're coming in to like sell to our distributors. It's so like, <clears throat> 
we get pretty good access to pretty good stuff and it's not super fussy. No. Basically, I think is what you're saying. It's yeah. not fussy. And that's what I love about where we live is nobody's. I mean, granted, we live in a town that's not pretentious and there are is one or two towns in Oklahoma that are. But other than that, like, we can still enjoy classy things and I'm distracted. One of the things that I really miss about working at Marlar Spirits and Wine on the west side was the fact that like he like Randy is so outgoing. He's so convivial. He's so um like he's just so happy and friendly and like he made good pals with a lot of the reps there. And then I did the same thing. I will say that. And uh, so it got to the point when I was working there. <laughs> that like a lot of the reps would make their last stop our shop. So like we would taste stuff, whatever. Like I got good enough at tasting the wine and he started trusting my opinion that I could like get him to bring in different bottles. And so then that made the wine reps come in and give me their like three quarter or half drink bottles for the day, even though it was like under the table. Well, and I really appreciate local Mm. wine. Um, well, and a lot of the vocal, vocal, a lot of the local (laughs) liquor shops are, um, really struggling right now because of the fact that we just legalized or because of the laws that just legalized having wine cells in grocery stores and gas stations. Everything and the refrigeration that. stuff is really fucking people yeah, over and they too. Change the re- it's refrigeration. so expensive. But it's very expensive. I would tell you that now and forever, the liquor store that Nicole and I worked at will say hey you this is your favorite wine this is your favorite spirit we will order it for you Mm -hmm. and have it there like the next week so i feel like for this podcast i know that there are a lot of celebrity wines that aren't completely out on like the wholesale list and i think that we could probably get some of those Mm -hmm. well i try to as much as like sometimes I don't but like if it's not after hours I still try to go to like the local liquor stores to buy stuff instead of grocery stores oh for sure right convenience stores right two liquor stores would close at like 9 p.m and now they're open later which is amazing yeah you know I moved to Memphis Tennessee after living here for a long time and I, I, a friend of mine moved out there at the same time. And for the first year that I lived there, I didn't even go to a liquor store past nine because I was like, oh, obviously they're closed. Oh, shit. After I was there a year, somebody is like, like not knowing. No, they're open until midnight. In my brain, I'm thinking, okay, well, just get your crap and like load it up. When I first moved to the neighbor state, when I first moved to Arkansas, I thought it was really fucking crazy because, first of all, they didn't have liquor stores. They had liquor warehouses, and they were open until midnight, too. 
And they had bars that were open until five o'clock in the morning, which was like, what? Oh, yeah. I mean, moving, well, I've lived well, abroad and I would don't even go to that, but like touristy areas in Memphis, if you're on Beale Street, it's like, um, when does this bar close? Oh, whenever everybody leaves. I would hate to be a bartender there. Have you ever been to Kansas City where you're on, like, the Kansas side of the Missouri line of downtown? Because then you know, like, on the Kansas side, the bars close at 2, and on the Missouri side, they close at 3 or something like that. It's Mm -hmm. weird. I've only ever been to the Missouri side of Kansas City. Yeah. Well, it was to see your friend. That was the only show I've ever been well, to Kansas she's City. Fa, fa, fa. And she's our friend now. Yeah, we stole her. You didn't steal her. I shared we her. just share. True. <clears throat> In conclusion, I would say that uh, Dave Matthews' wine is much like his music, meaning that he thinks it's really great and it's super well-meaning, but kind of misses the mark oh yeah people kind of make fun of it yeah and i guess no matter what we say it probably doesn't matter to him because he has lots of money and he's white and he's a man yeah and also (laughs) just to be fair like i'm feel like i was justified in being embarrassed and buying this wine Oh, yeah, especially, especially the blend. Especially the blend. Especially I was the blend. only embarrassed about buying the blend because I also bought it along with, like, a bunch of two-buck chucks from Trader Joe's. But um, I would say it's a very drinkable wine for a Friday night. And... I probably won't ever buy it again because the price point is too high for what it is. Too high for the flavor. Yes. For sure. And that probably goes the same for Dave Matthews concerts Mm -hmm. and albums and merch. And like I said before, I'm probably going to lose a lot of friends for this. And it, Honey, those people weren't your friends anyway. No, they didn't know you. Actually, they don't they're know still you. my friends. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> friends you make working at summer camp are friends for life. But um, <laughs> can that be our motto? <laughs> hey, I met her through summer camp. It, I know. That's why true. I was like, can I be your motto? God, I wasn't making fun of you. You go first. In conclusion, I feel like paint thinner at Ace Hardware. Or whatever hardware store you prefer is a lot cheaper and could probably fuck you up just as much and probably do less damage to your mouth. In conclusion, I think the cab salve was okay, but it didn't really taste like a cab salve. It was just like an acceptable bottle. I would agree with what Nicole said. The cab salve is acceptable. The crush is overpriced for the flavor for sure because I would definitely be into a cheap boxed wine for that but the price versus flavor balance is totally not okay like I can buy a boxed wine which is like what equal to four bottles yeah for the same price and it's like $18 like it's $3 more I'm not 
Yeah. And so that's that's my issue is I am a 30 something professional, but I'm considered a I'm not a millennial. I'm like a Gen X or I'm like the in-between thing or whatever that they keep posting about. But it depends on which website you're on. I think as a city show, I'm the poorest, more poor than my parents or my grandparents were. Which I don't think is totally true, but I, I'm still pretty cheap about my wine. But I think you're the richest in heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank you. I think wine has a lot to do with that. Because if I didn't have wine, I would probably be a salty ass bitch. <laughs> you didn't say that part. My top note was sea salt. <laughs> okay. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next week. We love you. Like, subscribe, go to our Instagram, Celebrity Wine Club, also our Facebook group, Celebrity Wine Club, or you can email us at Celebrity Wine Drunk and uh, make some suggestions, or you can drink along with the wine of the week. Maybe you have some differing opinions too. We don't want to hear them, but it's nice to know they're out there. We're amateurs. We're learning. We want to know what you have to say. So, cheers, biatches. Subscribe and review us on iTunes. And bye. Bye.